we don't know how to use technology appropriately. We're addicted mm-hmm. to it, but we don't know how to use it. And Versus I, Gen Zs that are fluent in it. Fluent. And they aren't addicted to it. And I, I laugh when people are like, oh, my Gen Z kid, like, they're so addicted to their phone. I'm like, that's like saying that the generation that first had a car mm-hmm. is addicted to their car. Yeah. They're not addicted to it. They, they use it and they need it and it's part of their life. everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. I just got a new customized booking website. That's genius. Yeah, Gloss Genius. Gloss Genius has one of the lowest processing fees in the industry at 2.6% with no hidden fees and free same-day deposits. DTH listeners get their first month free on us as well as your very own stunning credit card reader, an $80 value. To sign up, visit dth.glossgenius.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And we are Destroy the Hairdresser, and you are listening to our podcast. And today we're going to be talking about future-proofing your salon. Um, I didn't really do my hair because I thought I was going to have headphones on, so I hope it looks okay. <laughs> you can do a few of these. I will. Throughout. Yeah, I'll switch it up. So for everyone listening, we are being watched <laughs> by two cameras. I always feel like <laughs> I don't know what that song was. Uh, <laughs> but we are on camera for the first time. We're we being are. recorded. So We're recording our podcast now. If you want to see us in the recording, you got to be part of our new community. Yeah. Which by the time you hear this... Will be launched. Launched. <laughs> It'll already be out. It'll be going. But that's a perk to our community is they get to see our podcast episodes before they air visually. They get to see and not our just the audio. Oh my god! All the before and after, the setup, the breakdown, shenanigans, the breakdowns. I the <laughs> breakdowns. I don't think people realize the shenanigans that happens pre-recording. No, that's the show. That's yeah, the real show. It's the reality that show. That you really want. So we thought, let's <laughs> capture that. And I had, you know, we are launching this new contest called the Content Contest. Mm-hmm. And it's for those that want to compete in a new competition reality show. Yes. And you can win Which five. we already have our cast for. We already have our cast. The winner is going to win $5,000. And the response we had when it first started was, I don't want to be on camera because yeah. it's there forever. And then it kind of gave me a complex because yeah. I was like, our podcast, <laughs> all of our videos. You probably find my old, old AOL chats. Yeah. Like, and then I was thinking like, my kids are going to mm-hmm. eventually be like, look at these ridiculous, what yeah. were they talking about? I do remember our first YouTube show. <sighs> we deleted that. We can't talk about that right now. <laughs> we need to talk. My dog was Speaking of it. all this technology... <laughs> What are we talking about today? We're talking about future-proofing your salons. And I think it's really cool to talk about what, like, to you, what is the future of a salon? Not the industry. Well, maybe. But the salon. I mean, I think the industry is a really... I, I think hairdressers and saloners love talking about how the industry is constantly changing and... Yet no one wants to change. Like, no one wants to change. They're like, we're growing, but like, not really. Yeah. Let's hold off. If you think about it, what has changed? Yeah. Really nothing. There's still a lot of toxicity. There's still a lot of hostage situations. There's still a lot of trauma happening. 
lawsuits. The funny thing is, I think what everyone's talking about is products. Yeah. Like product companies are making changes, but the salon itself is not changing. And I know I didn't want to talk about the Amazon situation, but Amazon is kind of taking great advantage of that because they're using technology to their advantage. And I think for hairdressers and salon owners, we have to start using technology, which we are afraid of. You know, even millennials, that generation of millennials, we aren't, we don't know how to use technology appropriately. We're Mm -hmm. addicted to it, but we don't know how to use it. Versus Gen Zs that are fluent in it. Fluent. And they aren't addicted to it. And I, I laugh when people are like, oh, my Gen Z kid, like, they're so addicted to their phone. I'm like, that's like saying that the generation that first had a car mm-hmm. is addicted to their car. Yeah. They're not addicted to it. They u- they use it and they need it and it's part of their life. So when you think about younger kids that have technology, it's not that they're addicted to it. It's part of yeah. their life. They They use it to their advantage. And it's important to keep up with that. So there's a lot of things. I think the industry, you know, we talk a lot about, I mean, we're going to touch base on pretty much a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, I think because technology is something that we have to start, stop fighting and really grasp and take over. I've always been one of those people that's been obsessed with technology. Like all, I remember when I, like the first, I bought my first car and it was a Jetta, like a new Jetta. I saved up all my money for like years to get it. And I remember like- if Was you, it a manual? Like No, okay. it wasn't a stick, but it, I remember- if you put the key inside the door and you turned it and you held it, also it was like the flip key, remember mm-hmm. those? And you held it, all the windows would go down. Ooh. And I remember like thinking that was like the coolest, coolest thing. thing ever. And my friends were like, what? Oh my God, this is so cool. And, you know, <laughs> but I just have always been obsessed with like, I even had a computer like before a lot of my friends did. And like, I knew how to like, God, I'm going to age myself, but like download illegal music and like, Oh, we would just sit on LimeWare or Kazaa. Or Napster. Or Napster, and you would just wait for hours yeah. to listen to 15 seconds of your favorite Absolutely. Song. Like, mm-hmm. you would wait for hours. And and then you get a virus, and your mom would get mad at you. Yes. Whole thing. But every new thing, and it's like, it's kind of a joke. Like, my family, even my girlfriend will be like, you have to have everything new that comes out. And I was like, yeah, because I'm kind of like, not in a fear-based way of like, I don't want to be left behind, but like, I just think it's so cool. Like... I can't well, the wait opposite of not to be a robot. It's cool is to probably be afraid of it. Yeah. It's like, like people are like, they're going to put chips in us. I'm like, I can't wait. Yeah, bring I... it on. You know that Black <laughs> Mirror episode where like they can literally have... Yeah, everything's recorded. Cameras in their eyes and they can like go back. If you I know was... how many fights I would have won <laughs> based on... Like, I didn't say that. <laughs> yes, imagine... you fucking did. <laughs> can you imagine client situations? <laughs> they're oh all God. recorded. Yeah. They're all... That'd be a different Absolutely. show. It's like... Barbara, I'm literally recording you through my eyeballs. My eyeballs. So if you'd like to replay your tone, I can hit that button and replay it for you. I well, hope. I can't talk, wait. Well, that's way in the future, yeah. Which I think we went a little too far. I think let's bring it back ha- to like the next how to five like years. Use an iPad to remove the front desk. Yeah. Right. We don't need to spend thirty thousand dollars a year on someone who sits at a desk and answers phones mm-hmm. and stocks products and dust shelves and dust towels. Like it's not. Yeah, it's not worth it. An iPad can do everything that a front desk person can do, and I know that if you're a front desk person, no offense, you're that might be upsetting. But at the same time, Uh, well, I think that physical body can be used to do things that technology can't. Yeah, like communicate and and connect with people on Mm -hmm. a human level. Where checking in 
cashing out. That's my favorite. Those are human jobs. When my owners go, well, who's going to check the client in? I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, better pay someone thirty thousand dollars. Like this to is check someone in. Yeah, that's just it. Doesn't seem there. Ha- there's better systems out there, and they're they're already happening. My my favorite thing is is having not only a touchless but a cashless salon. And mm-hmm. we have a few salons like that that we work with. Um, we're trying to get everybody on board, but you know we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. With DTH and getting everybody. Well, the cashless thing, online. people get nervous because they're like, what about all the credit card fees? Um, that's like oh saying, my well, what God. about the taxes? Like, it's you like, gotta pay. I would rather pay the $6 credit card fee than take someone's dirty ass cash <laughs> and get Corona. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't know where that's been. It's people dirty. have literally dropped money in toilets and then like Well, I mean, scientifically it. speaking, money is dirtier than Nasty. Toilets. Stop touching it. I so. don't like, my girlfriend is... A zennial, and so she like loves cash. A zennial is someone who is half millennial, mm-hmm. half Gen X. She's more Gen X. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Gen X is like the loyalty. They're the ones that created the loyalty they programs. Are. They want you to punch the card. They want you to show up because you, they've been going to you for ten years. Mm-hmm. You should be able to squeeze them in. They should be able to pay the same price they paid when they met you when you were twelve. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Gen X. They're very loyalty based. Yes. There's some positivity that comes out of that, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, come on, come with me. So I think simple things like implementing iPads, like why are there not iPads, iPhones, cameras on every station? Like the biggest complaint we get from salon owners is how do I get my staff to be more social media friendly or Mm -hmm. how do I get them to be more active on social media? And it's like you make a salon that makes that removes all the barriers of social media. Can you imagine if you walked into work and there was like some sort of I'm saying it like it doesn't exist. It exists. But situation on the mirror where you literally like you walk in and you like plug your phone into that. Imagine if it was already recording and you're like, good morning. Like that was the first thing you did was send out a video to all your clients that you just got into the salon. Like we have to start thinking way Mm -hmm. we have to use technology it's yeah it's already there it's all there for you one of my favorite things about the amazon salon and again what they're doing is not everyone just shut off the podcast i know right they're like fuck you but everything is (laughs) not everything everything they're doing is not groundbreaking like we could literally (laughs) mimic this today currently i think they just are they're also not doing hair they're not doing hair they're giving they're doing services but it's not a salon it's really to test product and it's, it's all about the product. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's so cool about it, and I'm like, why are we not doing this? Like, we all have those apps that can change our hair color. Like, you and I have done it. Like, what would I look like mm-hmm. 90 years old? I'm what not would actually I look like right now? <laughs> it's editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what would what would I look like with a short haircut? And are they like realistic? Not yet. I'm sure they will be. Like, or they're amazing. Or they're I amazing. haven't seen it. Because you know I that literally like well, the apps, made myself a redhead and I'm like the apps are really bad. Like it's poor, yeah. poor quality and engineering. But I'm sure when you do it with Amazon, it's like Well, it yeah. Moves. So that's the thing. It's like I think I'm pretty sure I saw a clip of it being it's like in the mirror. Yeah. And you can it's like touch screen. So you no. can yeah. I might be making this up. It could have well, been an if, iPad. It if, happened if really. If you're making quick. it up, Amazon should listen. And it should just be it's trademark, like, can't steal it. It's like a <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> it's like that mere workout thing. Yeah. Like why can you imagine like the the stylist being like, okay, think about how I always say like hairstylists and clients speak two different languages. So we communicate through imagery. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine if I sat in the chair and I'm saying, I want gold, gold, gold. 
And then as the hairstylist was like, okay, this is gold. This is gold. And you're like, oh, no, no, that's not what I want. So you can change tone based based on skin tone, um, like the hues in your skin, like uh, your eye color, even your face shape. Like that is so rad to me. The future is that if we're going to go really far in the future, let's do it. I think that we're going to eventually be able to choose how people see us. Mm. So you don't have to actually go to the salon. You just program how really? you want the world. So you would see me as five pounds yeah, and skinny. But then and, how would we touch the hair? No, what I'm saying is like, so you would program and then, because I'm a robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Point, and okay, I have a computer chip. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. However, you programmed. It's like a avatar. Got it. So like you're you, but when I look at you, I see what you programmed. Oh. Then we would never have to do anything ever again. Oh my God. We wouldn't need, it's like a live filter. We would all just be, we would literally be a thousand pounds just walking around. Yeah. But we would all look how we want. Yeah. There'd be no movement. We would just. Oh my God. I mean, think about all the editing tools now. Yeah. And how bad that is for our mental health. We're not even talking about that, but that that's what we can already choose what we look like. That's the whole thing. The thing is like, even what we're talking about, like those really cool kind of consultation tools, those are available right now. There's apps that do it. Like you could literally download an app on uh, your iPad or your tablet and show this to your clients. Like, okay, let's, here are the pictures that you showed me that you want. Um, And there's even like a booking systems now where when a client books an appointment, they can upload files. Lost Genius says that. Yes. And Aura. Mm -hmm. Basically. Is it Aura or Aura? A-U-R-A. Both. (laughs) It's whatever you decide. How cool is that? Like you get a consult, you you have a new appointment on your book and you get to see the pictures. So you've almost done a mini consultation in itself. And then when they sit down, you can be like, okay, based on what you want, I'm going to show you kind of examples of what that's going to look like on you. And then you can go forward with that. I mean, I feel like that's something that we could be doing right now. That's an advancement. Another thing that I think is so great is streamlining your links and making things super accessible. So like... Well, first of all, tell them we got to get people used to links. Yeah. So like, for example, like Linktree, that's yeah. a simple one. Everyone knows that. Uh, we use SociaTap mm-hmm. and it's super pretty. I mean, basically when you click, I use it as my website. So like when you yeah. go to click on my link in my bio, my IG, it literally has everything from booking a coaching call with me to buying my class, to my Amazon affiliate links, to all my product affiliate links, to our podcast, to our blog, to our website. I mean, if you needed to know anything about me, it is in that site. And a lot of my students are making QR codes now where it sits on their mirror and it goes to that link. And also in their link is their Venmo. So if a client, even though we say remove tipping, and that's a whole nother podcast episode, (laughs) uh, but... If somebody wants to give you cash. If someone wants to give you cash, your Venmo's right there. And it's like, you can. So why not have a QR code where it's like, we don't have to worry about tips. We don't have to worry about buying products. We don't have to worry about booking. It, I mean, it literally is like the client can just, I mean, think about restaurants right now. When we go out to a restaurant, right. what do you do for the venue? The QR. Mm-hmm. And also some restaurants you can just swipe to pay with the QR as mm-hmm. well. I think <clears throat> if you want to know if you're addicted to technology versus if you're using it pro- appropriately, if you're addicted to it, it overwhelms you. Yeah. If you're using it appropriately, it makes your life easier and everything in between, but then really trying to build that relationship with like, okay, I, don't, I, I can use, like, I don't know why 
salons aren't just checking everyone out on their phones at their station. Like people want things to go quicker mm-hmm. when it comes to exchanging money. Make You've got to make it as easy as possible. I don't understand. Just because someone said, this is how you do things in salons. Product companies said that. Yeah. Product companies told you to get a front desk. They told you to hire someone to make sure you're Remember selling retail. program? Buy you baskets. You pick up a basket and you got to walk them through the retail and you got to <laughs> show them all the things. And they're just like, is this over with? I'm ready to go. You got to guilt them into buying. Yeah. So product companies have really fucked up. Yeah. Salons. And <laughs> I hope that in the video it zooms in. It goes, fucked up. Salons. And I don't think it was ill-intentioned. Mm-hmm. I just think they're like, this is how to move product. Yeah. And when you remove that need to sell product, which again is another episode, then you don't have like you don't have to have all those systems in place. You're just doing hair. Yeah. I I think, you know, I don't think we have to have this huge welcome, this huge ending. It's like, um, I, who was it in New York? Um, was it Ted Gibson? <laughs> if you want to take on Ted Gibson, you go no, ahead. No, no, no. He, he had an idea <laughs> to open, and I'm not sure if he did. I haven't done my research. Oh, yes. But to open a very lucrative salon where it was not only safe, but it was very individualized. So yes. everybody kind of had their own It was pod. very pretty. Yeah, and in your pod, you could... There was te- Wi-Fi in there. Was they make, could control I, the music. They could. I think he made that before the pandemic, and I can only I imagine too. it was pandemic. But period. I haven't heard anything else on it, so yeah. I don't know. I haven't. I was just focused on staying alive in the past year, yes. so I didn't really look to see what everybody else was doing. Exactly. But that's so cool. Like that's such a great proactive way to use technology to be like, this is the future of salons. Is giving clients their own experience, yeah. not the experience we want them to have i'm actually kind of sick of everyone talking about like client experience i'm over it the last thing i as a client yeah as a client i'm gonna get my hair done and like i don't i'm not yeah the experience to me just like be nice to me Mm -hmm. is it pretty i want a space i want the vibes to feel cool i want to feel great afterward yeah I, I don't like the whole client experience like we do a massage like i don't really want you to touch me Mm -hmm. i don't want I hate getting my hair shampooed. I don't know if people know that, but I hate it. Um, And so we make these assumptions of what people want, which is completely wrong. Well, we lump everybody in a box thinking that everybody wants that. And that's not the Again, created by product companies. Yeah. Product companies like, you got to, you know, spend a 20 minute shampoo. I don't, if I'm at the bowl for 20 minutes, I'm going to start thinking you don't know what you're doing. That's Mm -hmm. my first thought is like, you're buying time. You're nervous. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. This is awkward. You know, so, many so like probably disagree, but also I think a lot of people actually agree. No, yeah, I I think it's like a reactive response to be like, I want to shampoo for twenty minutes. No one wants to shampoo for twenty minutes, no. like at all. That's why we get assistants eventually, so we can put them through that. <laughs> like, why are we? You know, so I remember working at Sally Hirschberger, and they would know who wanted what. Mm-hmm. So like, we would work with certain clients, and they'd be like, "Do not like spend more than." 30 seconds of that shampoo bowl they like don't they don't want that so that made more sense to me to know those intimate details of what clients wanted and what they didn't but to assume that everyone wants the same thing yeah is kind of ridiculous well especially because we charge hourly which is another future proof charging for your time and removing tipping but if i had a client that came in and said i want to book two hours with you i want my hair colored 
I want this cut, but I also really just would love for you to like wash my hair a little longer or massage my scalp. Yeah, you're paying for my time. If you want a three hour long, I mean, I'm not a massage therapist, I'd probably say no, but like if you're going to book three hours with me and I had time to do the service artistically that you wanted, but also you wanted a little love on top of it, then yeah, but not everybody wants that. I honestly, if I were to describe the perfect future salon, it would be four walls, Mm -hmm. windows, Mm -hmm. lots of sunlight, lots of sunlight. It would be with shade for the midday. Exactly. (laughs) It would be mirrors all around, Mm -hmm. wrapped around on the walls. It would be tons of chairs. There'd be no individual stations. Yeah. It'd be a co-working space. Mm -hmm. Anyone can work anywhere. And there'd be no front desk. There'd be no retail. It would be people coming in, getting their hair done and leaving. Yeah. Like that is, and there'll be shampoo bowls. So like that, I don't know all these salons that do all these extra crazy things. We've been, we've taught classes in salons where you walk in and three quarters of the salon is a retail or a boutique or, and I'm like, how much money are you making on this? And they're like, no, not, doesn't do well. Or my favorite is, well, we, you know, we sold, we, one client really likes this product. So you have a whole store for this client. I remember she won't mind me calling her out, but one of my students uh, in North Carolina, she, I'm pretty sure a third of her salon was a retail space. And the first thing I said when I walked in before we had even known each other I know. was like, we did this. tour there. Yeah, we toured yeah. there. And I was like, you've got to get rid of this as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. And now she doubled her employees and doubled I mean, that the income. space could have easily fit four to six chairs, I imagine. Like 10. Yeah. It was huge. And I think the other thing, was just the, to clarify, just the retail space that was just, yeah, that wasn't could have fit for <laughs> to 10 chairs, not the whole salon. I mean, that salon is huge. And the funny thing is, I think people are like, Well, if I don't sell retail, what am I gonna do? I'm like, you do fucking hair, which is what you have your education in, and stop employing product shelves. You shouldn't be employing people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a salon owner, or a business owner, your job is to employ others, not to employ plastic things on the wall. Yeah, that collect dust. And then you have to pay someone $30,000 a year to dust them. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. I know that people are hearing $30,000 a year and I know it's more because... Or less. There's probably some people out there that are like, I'm not getting paid that. Like, (laughs) and now they're mad. Or there's like three front desks Mm -hmm. and it's like they're the the salon owner is paying like 90,000. So I think if we're going to wrap it up in a little bow, the future of salons is really just going back to Simplicity, streamlining. Streamlining, going back to basics, doing hair. I don't know what happened between. (laughs) God bless. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that threw me for a loop. (laughs) My eyes started watering. I was trying to hold it in. So when you think you're wanting to open a salon in Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. Possibly Chicago, depending on where I get trapped. <laughs> and you will get trapped in Chicago. The yeah, I know. Planes do not leave there I during feel. the winter. I have everything ready to go for the sun. Like everything, back end, logos, branding, marketing. I literally just need a physical space and employees. I think. Do you feel because of the way we future proof things? With DTH, do you feel... Oh, it's literally effortless. I, yeah. I literally think I'm going to be able to open and profit immediately. It's funny I too. know I am. Whenever we coach over 200 mm-hmm. people uh, a month, and it's funny to me 
how often people are like, oh, well, obviously. That's just in the program. That's not even including. That's not like. All the listeners listeners. (laughs) or the people that are engaging and using our. But I think I always hear, well, I don't know what you're doing, but running a salon is really hard and running a salon doesn't, you don't make any money. I've heard product companies tell salon owners that you should not open a salon to make money. You should open a salon because you love hair. That is absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. You should open a salon because you love money. Yeah. And you do hair. And you want to advance other people's finances because that's the only, that's the, that should be the true point of opening a salon is because you have capped yourself out. And the only way for you to make more money is to invest in other people and create a space where they can make more money. And then you invest in those people to make their own spaces that they're making. And it's just this. It's called capitalism. It's what everyone's been doing. I mean. Except for hair, the hair industry. Yeah. Every salon owner. I keep training these people and then they keep leaving. Yeah. Invest in them. Yeah, that's what people do. They, mm-hmm. I don't know why people think they're you're going to have someone working for you forever. That just isn't how it goes. So when someone's on your team and they're ready to leave and you have an extra $20,000, if you don't have an extra $20,000, you should be in coaching. Mm-hmm. You should definitely have an extra $20,000 laying around if you own a business. And when someone is ready to go off and open their own thing, use that money to invest in their business and now you're making passive income and also making income. Like, then your investment isn't lost. Yeah. And eventually your body gives out. You can't do hair like you used to. You can't be a part of the hustle culture anymore. Like, that really is a cap on age for that because it's exhausting. You want to spend time with your family. You want to have time off. You want to live your life, not work like all the time. And, you know, the only way to do that is through investing in other people to bring your business profit, but they're also profiting. Yeah. And so I think that needs to be like a flow of everyone's doing that. Everyone's opening spaces or collaborating or growing or taking over. And it's just this this flow of investments into people. I think when people hear us talk about businesses or they hear us talk about these new ideas, it can be triggering because you're being told by other companies, retailers, um, product reps. Uh, you're being told by all these people that if you do things like this, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. But I think the question you have to ask yourself is, where, have they been right yet? And most of the time you'll hear no. Yeah. You'll, you'll realize it's no. That everything that they've told you to do is what's benefiting them, but you're struggling to keep up with it. And I see salons all the time that are like, well, my rep said if I bought the holiday set for $20,000, I would make an extra $40,000. If I bring in the spa line, even though I don't have a spa, (laughs) I'll sell product. If we start doing brow eyebrows, which I don't do, but if we start doing them, they Mm -hmm. said that we'd make more money. None of these things are true. All of these things are to help are to get you to buy into more of their products. So ask yourself, have, is what they're telling you working? Is it making you more money? Because if it's not, also think about when we go to businesses sometimes it's because they're so streamlined like there's a place in new york i've talked about it before that just stretches you like yes like i lay in bed sometimes after like a long run and i'm like i need to make an appointment well i think that's the thing about new york is like everything's kind of a little bit of a specialty like everything's carved out Mm -hmm. you go here for this you don't go to a salon for your nails your eyebrows your uh for your hair like you go i don't want to go to a one-stop shop no, you go to different people that you like because that's the future of businesses. Who do you go to? Mm-hmm. Not where do you go? I have a brow person. I have, you know, this person does my 
you know, facials. This person does this. Unless you're Gen X or older, Gen X likes one stop Mm -hmm. shop. Baby boomers like one stop shops. Millennials and Gen Z do not. But if you look at the future of your employees and your clientele market, it's the newest generation, which is the alphas that are not even around yet. They're babies. The Gen Zs and the millennials, which will eventually be the new booms. So (laughs) I had someone call me a boomer on Instagram. (laughs) What did they say? Tell me everything. I can't remember what I said. On the DTH page? Yeah, we had posted something and they were like, okay, boomer. And I'm like, I'm 31. (laughs) (laughs) And all the stuff that we say is, Millennial. Paste. It's okay. <laughs> I think they wanted to use the phrase because, you know, catchy. It was probably a boomer that used <laughs> yeah. it, actually. Um, but yeah, it... Yeah. <laughs> I would have cry laughed if I saw Generationally that. speaking, things are different for each, each person. Mm-hmm. But I think if you can just take... If there's anything to grab from today's episode, it's start looking at your business and how can you use technology to influence streamlining yeah. And create change, make things easier for your staff, make things easier for yourself and make things easier for your clients. And future-proof your salon. Yeah. If it's beneficial, my rule is if something's beneficial, it's beneficial for everyone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not beneficial at all. So make sure that when you're making these changes that you can see the effects. And if you have questions about it, that's why we have a coaching company mm-hmm. for hairdressers and saloners. So visit destroythehairdresser.com. And start working with somebody. Yeah. Start future-proofing your business. Or if you're in Clubhouse, start listening to our Clubhouses. Yeah, those are... Because those will propel you into coaching. coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this has been a really fun topic. I know, I I love this. I think we could talk about it forever, Mm -hmm. but I'm... I don't want to give them everything for free. Yeah. And I'm losing my voice. Oh, get it together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Future-proof... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, that's good. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. What does Gloss Genius do when it comes to the growth of a business? When, like, what does that look like for pricing? It's uh, the same price, one flat price, and I think. Um, again, going back to this idea that running a business is hard. You don't need other complications. It's really important for us just to simplify the experience. We mean simplify the experience. We really, really mean it. 